So allow me to start off by saying I'm grateful, Sunil. It's a pleasure. It's a privilege to speak with you. And I'm looking forward to learning from your breadth of experience so that other leaders can actually benefit. So that's the intent behind the series as well. Thank you so very much, uh, Venkat. On the contrary, there's uh, so much that I've learned from you and I continue to have great discussions with you. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Beautiful. Now, as a leader, Sunil, you have worked through different roles, a variety of roles. How has your view of leadership changed with these multiple roles, Sunil? Okay, so uh, let me start about first, a lot changes when you move to a leadership role. Mm. You, uh, as an individual contributor, probably the confidence, the good work gets you the opportunity to lead. However, what happens is, you quickly start to understand you are now looked at up differently. You're looked for inspiration, for vision, for positivity, for respect, right? So there is a paradigm shift when you move from the individual contributor to leadership role. Mm. And as you continue to move onwards and upwards, uh, you are now starting to look at creating a very strong set of values that you're known for. The integrity, the resilience, the efficiency, the discipline, and of course about setting up a large vision. Mm. For me, uh, leadership at the top is about anticipation. Uh, mm. Anticipation is a very key character, and I think it's a hallmark of a great leader. What comes next? And you start to plan early for it, mm. right? So this is a very important hallmark, I think. And one other part that I actually wish to touch upon, because it's extremely important uh, in the way I work, is maybe set up, try and set up a work-life balance for mm. everyone. So all in all, what starts to happen when you reach senior position is people start to figure in as one of your most important assets. Mm. And then you start looking at a bit of humor, a fun. It, it goes a long way in creating a great environment. Beautiful. So this- Beautiful. And in fact, I mean, there is one word you used, uh, which, which struck me, Sunil, which is to say, set large, big goals. Correct? In my yeah. lexicon, Setting large goals means having the courage. T- t- tell me about how you built that courage to think big, sir. Okay, so as far as goal setting goes, first and foremost, let me say that uh, it's not about having a goal, but mm. it's about commitment to the goal that will mm. lead to success, right? Mm. And uh, there's a huge amount of research that also says that companies who have lasted long have had commitment to the goals that they put forward. Mm. Now, goals per se should be huge, maybe stretch, or maybe a bit unreasonable in a way. So you've got to think big. You've got to think you have the 10x mentality when you're setting up these goals. It's large, right? So as you rightly said, you should have a courage to think very large because it takes equal amount of effort for you to do 1x or 10x, right? So start thinking big. Uh, But what is important is, I would encourage all our readers to look up for a story around uh, the phrase, uh, burn your boats, right? This is about Mm -hmm. a Spanish commander who set out to conquer Mexico, right? So when Mm -hmm. they reach the island, he said, you know, burn your boats, because you either conquer this or you (laughs) die. It's a point of no return, right? So... Vision don't start to fade in the light of your immediate problems that come day to day. Mm, mm, very nice. So stepping back or slowing down is not an option. 
not an option. You have mm. to be committed to what you have promised yourself. Take mm. time to set your goals, but once done, then everybody stands behind it. Beautiful, beautiful. Now remember, as a leader, you can't solve for world hunger alone. Yeah, you need to have the right kind of a team. What have you learned about picking the right people, Sunil? Okay, so uh, probably there are two places to get the leadership team. One is the internal promotion. And I think for me, this is a preferred method. Uh, that's how I deal with it. And I, actually, I want people who are, you know, who tightly fit into the BMC culture. They are the best leaders for me. Um, and then, of course, you can go external and hire people. Sure. Now, when I'm looking for people inside my organizations, I start to look for people who compete hard, who have a positive attitude. Mm. I look for people's behavior in tough situations, people mm. who've got a constructive approach, right? Mm. And uh, what I would say uh, is uh, another important thing that I probably would look at is um, how they respond to authority in their current mm. role. Right? Do they have a long-term view about things, right? Or they just have short-term and they, you know, they'll break our relationship to get that short-term thing done. So I would look at those kind of traits and those are the people. So I earmark and I coach them and I build them up. So mm. all in all, I'm looking for people who are doing these right things, right? Mm. I firmly believe that uh, it is not the smartest people that build the organization, but it's mm. the most motivated people who build the organization. Mm. Now, when you go outside or do an external hire, Judging all this becomes hugely difficult. <laughs> then what I do is I get a lot more leaders involved. So it's more mm. round discussions. I, I am very, very strongly of the view of uh, having industry references. Uh, so that works very well for me. Mm. One of the things that is conveyed to anybody who joins my leadership team is there are few non-negotiable. And mm. the biggest one out of them is integrity. Beautiful. I think whoever is careless with small matters, he cannot be trusted with important matters. So integrity is paramount. Mm. So that is the approach to my leadership hiring. Very nice. Very nice. And let's assume that you get your first set of leaders right sooner. Right? It's the larger organization that matters. How do you develop your leaders so that they become what we call magnets for talent sooner? Yeah, very good question, actually. Uh, and uh, this is the first thing that I start teaching people uh, who on my leadership team, right? As a, as part of our initial coaching, and this is what at BMC we do it very well through many training programs. Hmm. As much as pi business pipeline is important for their success, it is important that these people are constantly hiring. So hiring is a very important thing that they keep in mind. Beautiful. They have to constant watch. They have to create forums to attract talent, do some shows only to attract them, go and have dinners with people, go uh, for a meeting where you are looking and hunting for great talent. Right. Mm. So uh, once you have hired these A players inside the organization, then try and give them a great experience. Mm. These guys then start to become magnet to attract the best talent in the industry. So hiring is super, super critical for any manager to be successful. You pay a lot of attention to this. Very nice, very nice. And I'm thinking it's not just your deal or opportunity pipeline, it's your people pipeline that is important, which normally yeah. people don't focus on, actually. Yeah, most yeah. managers don't focus on that. And it is so critical for their success. Think about it, you are 
you when a person leaves you and it takes a very long time to hire someone true you lost that much of business opportunity it's a huge cost that you pay correct correct let's switch back to sunil because i'm more curious about sunil the environment is tough it is changing correct how does sunil become a better leader what does he do um <laughs> lot of things uh-huh. so lot lot of things i would say you know for me um uh learning will always continue to be the biggest uh, thing in my agenda mm. i mean doing your everyday priorities actually makes your life very very busy but you got to be conscious you got to be learning all the time and i always get inspired not just by leaders but anyone who can have a great way of looking at things or doing at things and venkat i've spoken to you about this uh, many times right humility is the virtue that i think all leaders embrace over a period of time they and the more you see the more you know you then realize what you don't know mm. but me personally uh, i think reading is super critical i read a lot um i would add to that that in the modern times there's huge amount of great content available online so that's another place i go to mm. and within bmc actually uh, we have a great culture of constant enablement and there's a wealth of content you can choose from Sorry. right it is stretch in the busy schedule but mm. i think everybody should find time to read mm. to something different than what he's been doing in our day to day basis correct correct now reading is the best way to learn from somebody else's experience right <laughs> it's the cheapest way to learn yes. but then people also tell me sunil that the future belongs to the right mm. which means that people who use the right side of the brain mm. which is all about creativity and all of that what has been your experience in using the right side of the brain for leadership sunil um actually if you look at it uh, we become over organized <laughs> and when some over organized you think about uh, what parents have done to the school kids and i read this in one book and i'm putting that analogy right uh, you know uh, the kid come back from school there's a sports class there's a music class there's this class there's that class so you put them in an organized activity throughout their week throughout the day you leave very little time for them to be alone mm. thinking and unless you have that spare time where is the time for creativity so you <laughs> when i fix my calendar i keep mm. some time off and say this is blank please don't touch it it will remain blank because i need time to think beautiful and for all my leaders they've got this inside their calendars there's got to be blank times in their schedule where they do nothing just think beautiful i remember in my days we used to i used to call it stm on my calendar so no uh, my ea used to think it is strategic time management but for me it is stop the madness right <laughs> <laughs> give me some time to think you think i want to tell you the term that i use because <laughs> it will become public and people will know what sunil is doing in that time but uh, <laughs> you will very right that's a great way beautiful excellent now wherever there are 
people, Sunil, there is always politics. What what have you learned about getting to have constructive politics happening, Sunil, rather than manipulative politics? Right? What's been your experience there? Okay. So first of all, we should realize that organizations are made up of imperfect people. <laughs> so there is always going to be a lot of dynamics within the organization, the good, the bad, right? Mm -hmm. The most important principle that I follow is that when you're working for the organization and when you're doing anything, it's not a zero-sum game. It's mm -hmm. not if I win, the other guy has to lose. Mm -hmm. I win as well as my customer wins. Mm -hmm. I win as well as my organization wins. Mm -hmm. I win as well as my colleague wins. Mm. When you start creating a culture, this starts with the customer, right? So you don't go out there and negotiate hardest to get the best out of your customer, but you know how can you help him achieve his mm. goals, right? So he feels good about doing that deal with you. And when that culture starts to you know seep into your organization, the more it seeps, the lesser will be these politics, and they all start to receive the manipulative politics, right? Then your strategies start to become more objective. They become database. They become less less of emotions. Mm. And for me, uh, there's a lot about communication. Right? Sure. So what we say is half as important as how we say it, right? And ah, absolutely. <laughs> these, these are some of the things you know that I try and do and imbibe to create this great culture within BMC. Beautiful. Now in this great culture, Sunil, what role does diversity play, especially gender diversity, which is in my mind is the most primitive form of diversity. There are other forms, but then how do you get more gender diverse in organizations? Sunil? Uh, I think diversity, equality, inclusions, these are fundamental that every organization should adopt. Mm -hmm. And at EMC, this is given a very high priority, all three of them. And uh, for me, you know, we always look at the talent. Talent is respected. And hence, when you look at my team, it's a mix of culture. Mm -hmm. It's a mix of gender. It's a mix, mix of educational background, right? It's a mix of experience that they're coming in from. Mm -hmm. What it does to us, this diversity, is it pays us rich dividends. It brings a whole spectrum of values, views that come inside for us to become better. So mm -hmm. I think in a, when you encourage diversity, you actually encourage growth in the organization. Right. So for us, it's all about hiring the A player. Mm. And what we've seen is the A players are everywhere. You just forget about the gender and the diversity. You will find in every section of the society, they're going mm. to be A. That's the focus that we all see. Beautiful. Now, one is diversity on the outside that we discussed, Sunil, but there is also diversity on the inside, right? Which is all about balancing mm. your body, your emotions, in a way, what they say, the mind, body, heart, and soul, right? That's the diversity inside all of us. How does Sunil nourish his body mind, heart, and soul? <laughs> uh, I must tell uh, our viewers about a small discussion we had with Venkat. And this is about the Buddha picture that we see behind him. And for me, it's about 
observing these things, right? So they are of value to me. Uh, and that is why I notice these things. Mm. For me, it's very valuable uh, when I talk to a person, uh, there he's coming from, mm. the way he speaks, sure. the way he smiles, the body language, right? It's also important. For me, what helps nourish me is talking to people with, you know, uh, these kind of, uh, you know, great values that they come with. And also for me, you know, doing a daily exercise, taking care of the machine that mm. God has given. And which better place than India for knowing the inner engineering of your body, the yoga, things, <laughs> right? They are taking it to the world and we got to embrace some of them. So a little bit of yoga, pranayam, and uh, some exercises, some reading, spending free time, spending time with the family. I think that helps me become a better person and probably a better leader. I hope a better leader. <laughs> of course, a better leader. <laughs> Last question, being respectful of your time, Sonal. How did you discover your larger purpose, Sonal? Every person has got a purpose. How did you discover yours? Uh, there, there are a lot of times uh, when you sit back, and especially when you've reached a position or spent enough time in your career, and you're on the other side uh, of the career and where it's about actualization, that's where you start to think, what is it that I have contributed mm. to the society? What is it that I'm contributing for me being around here, right? So for me, if you go to my LinkedIn portal, you will see this. I spend a lot of time doing social work. I spend a lot of time uh, participating in CSR activities. It's, it's of huge value to me personally. Mm. And I, I think that is what you know actually drives and makes me what I am. Beautiful. So it means, in a way, making others greater is your larger purpose is the larger purpose that makes me happy and that is what if you ask me Sunil, what do you want to see 20 years from now i would probably would want to bring smiles to a lot of places mm. i met with a businessman and he's a coimbatur based businessman in mm. defense mm. and he he manufactures defense parts and um, maybe a hundred crore organization uh, and the gentleman who heads that organization is such a simple man you, if you meet him somewhere, you will just not believe he's the man. And any time that I speak to his employees, one of the things they always say, they feel very secure in his presence. Mm. And anybody who joins his organization, he says, forget about your worries. Now don't worry about the financial difficulties. Everything will go away. I'm there. I'll take care of you. You know, that is the attraction for me. And I always keep telling him someday, maybe I will build an organization where, you know, people feel that safe and happy. Mm. And then, you know, they discover to be more happy and they spread the joy around. Probably that's what, you know, the actualization that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Allow me to say I wish you well on this journey, Sunil. Right? The, the, the joys of making others greater, the joys of getting others to fulfill their true potential is unmatched. Allow me to say it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Sunil. Right? I respect you sincerely as a humble, honest, aspirational leader, right? A person who 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 
does not shout from the roof, but the fact is they have got their aspiration very, very clear, big, hairy, audacious goals and carrying people along. Right? It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Sunil. Thank you so much for taking the time to sharing your insights, your journey, your perspectives and your possibilities. And it's been a delight, uh, Venkat, participating and talking with you. I hope you send me the last part what you talked about me as a recording. I want to show it and play it to my wife. She doesn't believe in all this with me. But <laughs> somebody like you would make it more believable. Uh, but very nice uh, for you to say those good words for me. Thank you very much. And I truly appreciate the time. Beautiful. Excellent.